Welcome everybody to True Exact Show. I'm here with Eric Bryan, our guest today, a uh, comedian from Toronto. He now lives in New York. We'll get into that. Uh, Alex Pavone, how you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Awesome. Um, for the backstory here, we actually have met before through a mutual friend, my cousin up in Canada. I saw him 10 years ago, and his name always stuck in my head. And when we started this podcast, he was one of the first people we reached out to. And it's actually been nonstop trying to get in touch with him, little conflict of interest. Alex just not wanting to do it. But, <laughs> but we finally, after a year... After a year, pretty much, we finally like got it done. So I'm very happy about this. So, Alex, just really quick, give us your backstory of growing up in Toronto and like how you got into comedy, how how you were growing up. You were always like a class clown and whatnot. Go on, man. Uh, okay, first of all, you said Toronto, and then the second time you said Toronto. So you huh. definitely edited yourself, which is perfect because perfect. no one calls it Toronto. That's fine. Toron Toronto. Um, but first, and thank you for having me on the podcast. I am not a busy person. This is, it wasn't a conflict of interest. I'm just, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot and I, and I was just, I was lazy. I'm not going to lie to you. It has nothing to do with anything else. I'm fully a lazy idiot. Uh, but thank you for having me and thank you for being nice. Um, I, yeah, I'm from Toronto. I'm from, uh, you know, Canada, obviously. And just started doing comedy because I wasn't really good at anything else. I won't lie to you. I was, I've had multiple jobs, failed at all of them and uh comedy for a lot of people's like a last ditch effort you're like well let me you know i've made someone laugh once in my life let's try this ended up liking it and here we are now i'm uh down I'm on your podcast uh, yeah, Doing well, it. it's not much of an accomplishment i hate to say <laughs> like, you, know, it you, is. Made it. you made nope. it it is <laughs> i'm optimistic I all right. Yeah, maybe like three years from now. Go on, Brad. Sorry. You know, no, you know what's crazy? Just because he just said it. I feel like a lot of times comedy is like a last resort for people who want to be entertainers. And they're like, yeah, I can't, I can't seem to break through with acting. I can't seem to break through with music. But I'm fucking funny a little bit. If I can work on this uh, just a little bit, I could probably do something. And you're right, but it doesn't even end there. It ends, it, 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 there's wrestlers, too. They're like, you know, I'm failing at getting choke slammed on uh, nails. Let's try stand-up comedy because that looks easy. You know, I've taken a couple chairs to the head. So it, it, I don't know. If, if, I did like comedy, though. I won't lie to you. I mean, I'm, I mean, I fuck around a lot. I definitely like comedy. I, I love, you know, Chappelle and Bill Burr before I started. So I, I, I definitely have a passion for it. I'm not just... You know, I'm I'm not just someone who's like, oh yeah. fuck, I was just uh, I'm an idiot and I did it. I, I loved it and I still do love it. So it's yeah, this I'm, year has been pretty tough. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just saying it because it's like because I I do stand up. Not I'm not on the same level as you. Like I I was just before the pandemic, I was just starting to get like paid spots in New York, and then all the shit happened and I lost all my dates. But um, there were a lot of people. There's a lot of people that I would meet. That would be like, oh, I used to be a rapper. Oh, I used to do this. I used to do that. And and I feel like most people turn to comedy. That's why I say like it's almost like a. No, you're right. It's you're like an entertainer's right. end, pretty much. The situation has yeah. weekends book influencers. I saw um, an eyebrow influencer had a weekend and. Wait 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 what? And yeah, I, I didn't even know what an eyebrow. Are you talking about The Rock? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you no, I got one of my jokes. Yes, right. That's hilarious. But Thank The Rock you. is way too good for stand-up. 
If The yeah. Rock starts doing stand-up, uh, I'm out. I'm out of the game. He's way ahead of stand-up. Um, but no, <laughs> some girl who – I don't even know if it's a guy or a girl, but they're an eyebrow influencer, and which I, I had no idea what it was. My buddy told me about it. And uh, I, I guess whoever can get people into the seats – is gonna do comedy you know of they're probably not even doing comedy they're probably threading a, an eyebrow and and there it is you know so it is what it is man people need to I've make seen, money and i've seen uh food influencers when i was in the city that's the most bizarre thing you've ever seen they had like actual like crews lighting crews and they're all around and i asked the server i was like what's going on over here they go oh they're just taking pictures of our pizzas and there's this laying down on cam, like laying down on tables, just like zooming in on this pizza. I was like, I do that, but it's on my phone, like a loser. Like this is like they're really about this stuff. Well, why do you start getting production? <laughs> well, nobody cares if I have a DiGiorno pizza in my <laughs> one bedroom apartment. <laughs> so, Alex, you said, oh, Brian. By the way, uh, I feel like a shot was thrown at me. This. So, Brian says I stopped getting paid. Luckily, then he ended up here on this show. So, if he, if the pandemic never happened, he would have stopped doing these interviews with me and then left me to do them alone with Eric. Exactly. And then he mentioned people just, oh, I used to rap, and then they fall for comedy. I also. Rap and then I went to comedy, failed at that, so I went back to rap. So <laughs> he's gonna try wrestling next. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You did the rap comedy rap? Holy oh, yeah. Shit. Hey, I figured I was really good at one and I sucked at the other. I might as well do the one I'm good at. I'm also decent at this, so here we are. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> that you mentioned that you failed at every job you had. What's like the easiest job you had you failed at? And you were like, How did I fuck this up? <laughs> I honestly worked at a, I mean, I worked at a restaurant, I worked at a bakery, I worked construction, the easiest jobs. I, I was never working in an office. I was never like, you know, doing coding or anything difficult. Like it was flipping burgers. Um, I have a, I, I panic when I work for other people. That's the problem. Mm. I ask too many questions. <laughs> easiest things. I'll, I'll be like, so I flip the burger and then I put the condiments first or the burger goes first. And they were like, burger. And then I go, but does the burger go on the top or the bottom bun? And they're like, buddy, what the fuck are you talking about? I just panic. I don't know why. When it's, when it's for other people, I have a, an issue. If it's for me, I don't care. I'll bomb my ass off on stage and I'll be like, hey, you know, that was, meanwhile, I've disappointed paying customers. But for whatever reason, that doesn't stick. But, you know, when it's on me, the onus is on me. I'm cool with it. But Alex, it's, you're, the, you're the guy, like, who's flipping the burger, asking questions, like, smiling at the new workers, and they're saying, this kid ain't going to fucking last. <laughs> oh! <laughs> he ain't going to last. <laughs> None of the jobs I've had is be uh, that lasted were because I was a good worker. I think I just brought good energy. I was like a mascot more than a yeah. boy. <laughs> That, that's how I was like being doing like finance stuff. Like I, I literally was extended twice for a job at Nike and I didn't do anything, but they liked to have me around. And I made them laugh and they go, we'll extend you. I was like, I don't do anything. So I think I was like a comedian cause I got paid to make them laugh. You do look like the you have the body, the upper body on Dave Zoom Chappelle. for someone who works at head office at Nike. Like you're pretty jacked and yeah, no, you have fucking uh, Nike head office packs. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, Eric's gonna start positioning himself every podcast. Like, push up. He does Like, he's too. He's not like he's not too jacked, but he's not like no offense, but he's also like you know he's not. That's not a finance chest. That's more no. of like you know he's working in some sort of like 
Adidas yeah. PR or you know Nike head yeah. office. This is a boardroom chest. Yeah. I mean, you you might be fat on like you might just have good Zoom packs like and yeah. then your my body, stomach's just like this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't I'm normal, know. but anyway, okay. enough about me. Enough about me, guys. <laughs> All four of us are doing the show with boners now. It's <laughs> <laughs> erotic podcast. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, now I know how Eric feels when I'm getting praised on this show. I didn't like that. Let's move on. <laughs> That's All right, so Alex, one thing I want to ask, I know Brian will have like more questions in general just with the comedy like repertoire you guys might have, but we had Courtney Gilmore on the show back in November. And the one thing she mentioned in Toronto was it is a real cutthroat comedy place. Did you experience that? And were you aware of it when you got in it? And then people might have been like, you know, lowballing you, stabbing your back. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know really if I, I, ha I haven't really been in Toronto for like seven years. So I can't really recall. Uh, no one really backstabbed me or anything like mm -hmm. that, to be perfectly honest with you. But yeah, you know, it's entertainment. So it's a, you know, there's limited spots. It's, it's, it's difficult, right? You know, in any aspect of entertainment, it's tough. So, yeah, there's, there's, it's definitely a little bit of a cutthroat industry. But in my experience, people didn't necessarily throw me under the bus to get ahead. You know, I, I was lucky to have a good group of people that I started with and hung out with. And we were pretty, you know, we were pretty supportive and cool with one another. But I don't know how really the scene is now. I, I could see it, you know, I could see it being definitely a little more cutthroat and a little more competitive, especially... I mean, I don't want to, I don't even know if I should say that this, but for, for girls, I think maybe it's a little bit more difficult. Mm. Um, you know, I don't even know why I'm saying this right now. Can we edit this part out? Um, but, sure, but you, I, you know, no, you could keep it, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe her experience is different, right. but I don't know. For me, it wasn't, it wasn't really an issue. No. I don't think she said anyone backstabbed her. I was just asking you. She just said it's, it's really competitive up in Toronto. Like she said it's real competitive. Yeah. I mean, Comedy is just yeah. Yeah, so competitive. Like, right. you know, like, like Brian was saying, you, you know, there's people who are rappers who come into this business. And again, like, it, it's not about who's sometimes about who's the funniest. It's, it's about who could get people into the doors. And, who, you know, it's, it's about your social media presence and, right. and a lot about that. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely competitive and it's definitely, definitely one, tough. One, one they, more thing. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah mentioned the social media thing like now you and brian we're pretty much the same age and we didn't necessarily like grow up on that stuff where we relied on it 100 percent. like even with our rap music like we were kind of like caught in the middle at that era in 0708 where we were like do we put out videos do we not put out cities digital marketing was just coming around it kind of you were in limbo like did you experience that when you got into comedy and you saw all these younger dudes on like these you know social media you're like what's going on here like how am i getting filtered out or whatever yeah for sure uh when i started probably around the same time as you 0708 i started doing stand-up and the the thing was if you're funny you're gonna get booked and and you know there's a pecking order and so quickly social media started dominating it, it, it just, you know, it took everything by storm. And by 2013, 14, it was like a priority now. People were like, don't even worry about fucking being funny. Get on social media. But, you know, it had been six years of me just doing stand-up and yeah. knowing that that was my muscle. So it was sort of hard. And plus, you know, like I'm 30, I'll be 35 in June. I don't know how old you guys are. It's, I wasn't born with... 
a, you know, a phone in my hand or even when I was young, you know, I, like in high school, we didn't have, yeah. I'm horrible, bro. I don't know how to make a meme. I'm a disaster. I don't know how to edit shit. Like I'm, I'm a disaster. Yeah. So it's difficult for sure. You know what it is? We're, we're the generation cause we're 34, but like we're the generation that was like right on the brink of the old ways, but still on the brink of the like technology and social media boom. So we were caught yeah. in the middle and like half of us adapted and were able to get on the social media stuff. And then there are the other half that were like, Oh, should I still put a demo together? And it's like, yeah. oh, put that shit online, man. I agree, man. I'm it's, we were in a tough spot for, for, for definitely for the technology and social media boom, because it was like a slippery slope. So yeah, I definitely struggle with that for sure. I, I, I feel like if I was better with social media, I'd be probably doing better. But yeah, I mean, yeah. who knows? Dane Cook, Dane Cook was the one that really blew it up for everybody because of MySpace, where he was literally like, he. I, I watched a documentary on it one time where he was talking about how he would literally interact with every single one of his fans. Everybody that would message him, he would eventually message them back. And it's yeah. like he built his following just off that because people and he would go online and play when uh when video when like online video games were starting to get big he would go on and he would just talk with people and make jokes and people would come out to his shows because of that yeah no yeah absolutely yeah he was like a pioneer for yeah. i guess the grassroots of social media or, or, or whatever but he he was enormous too right yeah. like I, I yeah yeah he was enormous so yeah torgasm was huge that was on hbo i remember that was big yeah. Um, would they say like uh, comedians, it's a little bit clicky depending on where you are, right? Because they, they kind of just like have their own little sections and whatnot. Was it when you came to New York, what was that like coming from Canada? Was there any extra barriers that you kind of saw? Did they not really give you a chance at first? Was there any of that going on? Fucking bringer shows. <laughs> where did you move to? to? Where did you move to when you first came? When I, when I first moved to the city? I moved to Harlem, Harlem yeah. um, for a month, and then I moved to uh, Bed-Stuy, and then I moved to Astoria, and then I moved around the whole year. So because you I blended in. Back. You're saying you blended in very easily. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was blending in. Yes, correct. Um, so, so yeah. No, I don't – no, people, people work like, you know, have clicks and stuff, but mm -hmm. they were pretty – they were pretty cool because – you know, a lot of people in the New York scene, a lot of them aren't from New York. So it, it's not like there are New York comics, of, of course, there's a bunch too. But, you know, a lot of them aren't from here. So they're pretty easygoing when it comes to someone coming in. They're, oh, where are you from? This and that. They were, mm -hmm. they were pretty cool and, and, and stuff okay. like that. And comedy is a very small community, especially the, the, the more you do it. You know people in two seconds. Oh, where are you from? Philly. Oh, I know this guy from Philly. Oh, that's my... And then you're, yeah. it's just... It's not really too big. So, okay. you, you know... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Brian, or I'm going to steal something Brian uses on our shows with the rappers. I'm going to ask you, 
because a lot of times I always wonder this, and this happened to me personally when I started doing podcasts like eight years ago. Like I always had this sense of humor of like other people or making jokes, other people. And like, you never really found your own voice or whatnot, like your own style. And then finally, like you just start doing stuff and you like come into your own. So like, was there someone you emulated growing up nonstop? And like, you found your comedy to be sort of along the lines of like, I kind of have to like change it up a bit. And then like, you found your own. How long did that take to find your voice? There was actually a friend of mine from uh, Toronto who I, I initially when I, you know, I've told this story on so many goddamn podcasts because, you know, this question comes up a lot, right? So I just, you know, I'm, I'm like, if someone's watching the podcast I'm on, they're going to be like, this fucking shit again, this story. <laughs> don't worry, but, no one's watching this. <laughs> <laughs> but my, uh, my, a friend of mine, his name's Dave. And uh, before I started doing comedy, I, I was obviously nervous to get on stage. So I, I would always go around in, in the city and watch open mics and shows. And a lot of people were, you know, very jokey. And they had they'd go up there with their, you know, their jokes and, and their punchlines. And, and I was just very like, oh, my God, I, I, I don't have this sense of humor. And then I saw this guy, Dave, who is really rambly and storytelling. And he was crazy. And I was like, this guy is I. I could do this, but not in a bad way. Like he sucked. Like, like this is a style that's more reminiscent of what I would do. Right. So, uh, you know, I really liked them. And then I, when I, when I did comedy and I tried it for the first time, I really was sort of trying to be like him. And, and it wasn't like that I was ripping him off or trying. It was just someone I, I, who was like local to the scene who I enjoyed. And, and it was just, that's just the way it is. I think a lot of people do that when they first start. It's it's a nerve-wracking experience. You, you know mm -hmm. how it is, Brian. You're up there and, you know, it's a it's it's scary, you know? Like, you have a minute initially to make people laugh where people, they'll turn on you, the audience. Like Not turn 30, on you, but... 30 seconds. Yeah, like, you, you know, especially when you first do it, right? Yeah. Well, the, the, the longer you do it, the, you're like, whatever, who cares? But yeah. initially, it's... You're like, I got to get my first joke out and do this and do that. So, you know, for, for me, I, I guess I was just emulating him uh, because I wasn't comfortable in my own skin or I wasn't confident yet on stage. I, I would say I, was, I wasn't confident yet on stage. So he was definitely someone that I, I uh, was emulating. And, and people told me, too. They would be like, yo, you're doing Dave. And I would oh, be like, man. fuck. But that's cool. Like, you know. No one was rude about it. They're like, ah, it happens. You know, you like someone, you're going to do their style, and, and that's what it is. But, you know, we're sort of similar, but I, you know, now have my own thing. So, it, you know, you, you, you figure it out the more you do it. It's like anything. It's like anything you do, you know. And anyone who's pissed about that story, you could suck it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Scott yeah. gets a lisp when he's upset. Yeah. I had ice in my mouth. Yeah, I was going to say, this guy's fucking on on ice. <laughs> <laughs> it calms me down. <laughs> I thought it was a kid. You're like, let's, how do I make the Canadian comfortable? Let me like chew on a, an ice cube. I do have, I do have like, like one or home. I do have like one or two more questions, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll let Brian go if you got something. Uh, what was the? How long did it take you to kind of develop that that icebreaker right when you got up? Like, do what, you what, have, do you like what do you mean? Like, do you mean? have like all right? Like you just mentioned, like you have like 30 seconds to a minute to really gain oh. audience, you know? And like, that's, that's usually, you can't lead off with some long joke that takes a, like, you know, a minute to like get into it and get to the punchline. 
like I know for myself, I tried a bunch of different things and it wasn't until like after a couple of times of like, ah, shit, this didn't work. This didn't work. I found something where, where the MC would bring me up to the stage and I would have them introduce me as something like, cause I did figure skating when I was a little kid and like, I'm all, I look the way I do and everything. And it's like, I don't look like a figure skater. So I play off that. And it's like, it opens up a little bit where the audience is not as intimidated and they're like, okay, you know what? He's cool. Like how long did it take you to kind of put together something like that? Uh, I don't, that's a good, I, I honestly don't know. A, a lot of the times I'll um, start by, by like riffing with the audience or, um, or, or just if something happens with the MC and he, he yeah. says something about me, because at this point now, you know, we're, we're all friends and stuff. So it's, it's, there's not as much pressure. Like I, I sort of know how to get out of situations where if I, if the first thing doesn't work, I, I could, I always have a backdoor on what joke I could do if things don't work, but I, I can't really recall what I was doing early on. If, if that makes sense. I, I, I truly don't know what I was doing. I probably had a joke that I would initially start with, but I, I, I don't know what that is now. Nice. Uh, you got any more questions, Brian Boitano? That was a good question, Scott. Hurt fucking my chew on yeah. some more ice cubes. Have, oh, you, fuck. have you ever, have you ever uh, gotten paid for a spot and like ate shit 30 seconds in and had to finish your set out like literally the whole like 10, 15 minutes? He's on thin yeah. ice, Brian. He's on thin ice with these questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. All the time. That's fucking funny. I mean, you yeah, stink all the time and you get paid, but you do great all the time. All the time and you don't get paid. So it's like, is it really the worst feeling when you bomb? Like I, I want to experience it once just so to understand the humility. Like there's I, nothing. Like there's nothing you compare it to. Like a getting your getting like dumped and cheated on and heartbroken is like second to that. Probably not. I don't know. That's it. Pretty, don't that's feel serious. It, it don't feel great. I'll tell you. Yeah. It really don't. But yeah. it is it is necessary sometimes. There are times uh, that if 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 I'm if I'm like uh, you know have a run of of doing like well, like I'm like fuck, I've I've had a lot of good shows recently. Like I'm just in the zone, and and I'm I start getting like bored of the material I'm doing, and I start getting annoyed of it. I'm like I have to do new things, and then I'm cool with bombing. I'm like I it feels good to just to get out of that routine and and fail sometimes yeah. you're like ah, i felt pretty good and then sometimes i sometimes i hate an uh, audience so much that i don't i'm like i don't care i do not care right. how, how if i do bad or good i'm just gonna do whatever i want i, hate I, was, gonna, I was gonna ask that because we do ask that on to a lot of comedians we have what's the worst group you feel you have to perform for whether it's like a bachelor party bachelorette party a birthday like what do you find the more like unbearable to just like when you walk in like ah shit people who are are too cool to be there people who are just not having a good time if you're a bachelorette party you're drunk and you're annoying and you are it sucks but they're there to have a good time, but when you're just in the audience and you're just like a fucking wet blanket, yeah, why are you out? Yeah. Fuck off. Like, you, what do you think? You're too cool? You're too smart? Like, who are you? Yeah. Why you, why'd you buy the ticket? Like, it, it, To me, that makes no sense. To me, I'm like, oh, fuck off. Like, you know, and it's weird because sometimes you get a, 
a collective group of those people and you're like, how do you not, how do people not know each other, but you found each other? Mm. Did, what <laughs> soul sucking energy did gathered you all in here today? It's unbelievable. So those are the people, those are the shows I hate the most where people are just, they're just miserable. Gotcha. Mm. I, um, I want to touch on, you know, as Americans, we do have a lot of pride. Like no. you that when you moved here. So, no. And when I was in Canada, you did like an anti-American like bit and I was there. Not anti-American, but you were like making fun of us. Anti-American? You were making fun of us. And did well, I, I do my laughing. flag burning I don't, uh, I don't, bit? <laughs> I don't remember, honestly. But I remember like my cousin introduced it. You're like, oh, he's from America. You're like, ah, oh, sorry about that whole thing. You know, I was like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> were you cautious when you came here? with some of the rhetoric you might have used being in New York, like, no, like you had to like put your toe in the water. Like, I don't know how to react to this stuff. Or did you just go a hundred percent with it? Uh, I think, I think when you perform in Canada, just the, the, there's just so much making fun of America yeah. because, you know, we're in an insecure nation. Uh, so we're always making fun of America. It's just our go-to. Um, no, but when I came here, no, not, not really. I, I, I don't, I mean, me personally, I don't have, uh, you know, anti-American establishment material. <laughs> I, I, I don't like even that. know. I don't know what. It I don't was, know I what joke. I don't care. Was, I don't care. But it was I, a joke. It was a joke where you said, like, I don't know why the fuck we try so hard to be like these idiots. But it was something <laughs> weed. Someone Fair. weed and like. Yeah, it was something like that. And no, I, I, I for sure still do that. Okay. I for sure still do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> good for you. I'm happy you're yourself, though, and you just went straight for it. So, I mean, whatever. No, I mean, I mean I'm obviously, obviously I'm joking, you know, because it's what kind of a hypocrite would I be if I'm shit-talking a place that, and I moved here. I, I paid thousands of dollars to move here, actually. So, I mean, the joke's on me at that point. No, I, I meant none by it. I thought it was funny. I don't give a shit. Like, uh, I'm yeah, not, what do you care? <laughs> I'm not one of these fucking, like, I'll, I'll show him. I don't <laughs> care about that. I do want to touch on other things. I'll pass it to you guys if you have anything else. I'm ready for the gun to your head. All right. All right. So one last thing, though, Alex, before we get to our final segment. Um, when when you told your family you were moving here, because I always ask them, people moved in, like, were they like, okay, go for it? Or were they like, what are you doing? Or were they like, well, you failed at your bakery job, so you might as well try something else. You can't figure out a burger. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm the only kid, so they were pro they were probably uh, like nervous and scared. They still are. My my, I mean, my mom is for sure. She'll she texts me every single day, and she's like, what what are you eating? What are you doing? Are you? It's like I'm fine. You got to relax. But of course, yeah, my parents are, you know, they worry all the time for sure. New York, right. something happens and someone gets fucking, you know, hit by a subway in, uh, you know, in, in the Bronx. And my mom's like, I just heard what happened. I'm like, how the fuck <laughs> you, do you have this information so quickly? I don't right. even know what's going on, but they're, they're supportive for sure. These fucking birds, they're very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> right. are, I'll tell you what, I own two, three parakeets at one point. They're the messiest animal of all time. They're the most destructive animals I've ever seen in my life. They they're are. point 
<laughs> they're eight ounces, and they've, yeah. they've destroyed our, our blinds. There's shit everywhere. It's a fucking, oh, yeah. it's mad. You have, to, you have to vacuum the seed every morning. It's unbelievable. And, buddy, I, I, I went and got, my girlfriend loves animals, right? So it was Valentine's Day last year, right before the lockdown, too. The worst bird for lockdown, or worst pets for lockdown. So... I, I'm like, I go to the pet store. I'm like, yeah, this and that. How much? Oh, they're 20 bucks. I go, these fucking things, they, they're like, they, they can talk. They're smart. 20 bucks. You go, how the fuck are these things 20 bucks? This is a steal. They don't tell you about the sh 35 shits a day. The oh, fucking yeah. seeds all over the place. The goddamn chips. They eat everything in, like, we have to put aluminum over the, you know, the blinds because right. they're eating the fucking aluminum. Th this was not told to me at PetSmart. <laughs> They were just like, they're smart. They talk. You love them. Fuck. Uh, will we? We hate them. What are you yeah. talking about? We'll love them. <laughs> For the <laughs> animal, the messier they are. That, that's really it's, what it's, it is. It's, it's insanity. We, yeah, we, it is. We, every day, me and my girlfriend talk about how much, this, how much of the birds were a mistake. I've right. never had pets. I've hated <laughs> Now that now that we touched on Alex's anti-American rhetoric and, and Eric's Eric's hot chest, we can move on to the uh, final segment we do, Alex. It's a quick question segment. It's gun to your head, and um, we ask two questions each. It's not your typical like uh, Cowboys or Eagles hockey or basketball. It's a little wordplay involved since we kind of do a rap podcast and stuff. So we ask two questions. You have to answer them, and you pick the winner at the end of your favorite question. And we do take this pretty serious. There's a lot of shit talking that goes on in the group text while the episode is about to happen. Not by me. I'm very humble. So we will by you. Not by me. So Every we're going to have Brian go first because I feel like he hasn't started uh, this in a while. Go on. Literally the last podcast we did, I started. I don't, th I don't know but, about that. Sorry. It's fine. All right. I'll start. So, Alex, every day for a year, would you rather have to eat popcorn or corn pops? Uh, popcorn. <laughs> okay. Love popcorn. For one year, would you rather be a terrible fire marshal or have to go have to fire a guy named Marshall from his job every day? Terrible fire marshal. Can't fire anyone. Hurts my soul too much. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I'll go next. I think uh, it would be funny to walk in someplace and be like, "Where's who's Marshall? You? You're fired. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Fuck! I can't do that. I wish I could. <laughs> we allow for the ten minute explanation. Void. So, this is on the premise that you're doing a show every no. day for a week. Would you rather sit down on stage or stand up at home? Boo. Sit down on sit down at stage on stage. Uh, although every show for a week, or you can't sit down at home. You have to stand up at your house. What a confusing, bad question. The best ones are the ones you have to explain over and over again. Yeah. I, I, I would never want to stand up in my own home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Would you rather have a rumor that you blew a guy named Jay or have a Blue Jays World Series? What? Would you rather have a – okay. Let me reword this. The Blue Would Jays, I rather blow a no, guy no, named no, Jay no, or no, win a World no. Series? The Blue Jays win a World Series, but there's a rumor That's going a around that you one. blew a guy named Jay. Would you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, buddy, well, my old roommate was Jay. I blew him. Give us the World Series. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
I fucked well, up. That was a little confusing on that one. Yeah, I thought you meant would I rather blow a guy in a jail win a World Series. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is too easy. I worded it wrong. <laughs> Eric, this is a layup for you if you just don't fuck this up. I'm, I'm nervous. Crazy. All right. Would you rather never win a bracket in March Madness or go mad every time you see someone march? Uh, no, the, the, the mad. I want to get mad. I, want, I need to win brackets. I need to win. Okay. Them. Okay. All right, Wolf. All right. Would you rather have a poor stage presence or have to give out presence every time you go on stage? Presence every time I go on stage. I'd rather give, do that. I, I don't want to have a poor okay. stage presence. Okay. I'm going to say this could have been our worst one ever. Collectively, these are some of the worst questions we've had. Yeah. We're man enough to make. You can't hit a home run every time. Sometimes you got to sack fly. This Alex. is my fault for delaying this podcast. That's <laughs> no, why. Yeah, that's if I would have came on the first time, you guys would have fucking nailed it. That J. Yeah, you got the bottom of the barrel. We've had these written back. Scott, there. that J question was one of the worst questions I've ever had in anything <laughs> okay. in my life. All right. That was so, despicable. Horrible. I'm going to so, fucking call your cousin after, yeah. after we do this podcast. I'm going to tell him you're fucked up. You got too much shit in your background. And you got to fucking relax with the wind. We have to that put a gun up. to his head. All right, yeah. all right. So you have to pick a winner, though. What was your favorite question? Sorry, man. That was rough for everybody. I think it was uh, – what was your first one, Brian? Uh, would you rather – for a year, would you rather eat popcorn or corn pops? Yeah, that one was just the easiest one. I didn't even have to – I wasn't – because I could see my face in the Zoom. And your questions – yours, Eric, yours were a lot – cleaner than scott's but Thank the whole you. time i was like what the yeah. fuck yeah there's a lot of words there's a lot of words, lot of words. brian's was the easiest that corn and i love corn pop and i love popcorn so hey, i mean brian, was, yeah brian it. just won a marathon with two people who have no legs so, so congratulations <laughs> a win's a win <laughs> Yeah, it just was yeah. a horrible thing. Alex, Stop. thanks a lot for coming on. Tell us, yo, thanks you. guys, I oh, appreciate us, it. Yeah, and give us your Instagram, and I know you do a podcast. Let us know like what it is and stuff like that. I just started a podcast. It's about gambling. Um, it's called uh, Buddy, What's the Bet? And my uh, Instagram's Mister Alex Pavone, P A V O N E. Awesome, and that's uh, it. Thanks for coming on, man. It was really cool. Hang on. Thanks for, for having me. And again, I apologize for, for this taking forever. It's been, uh, you know, it's been a fucked up year and I've been a lazy piece of shit. But I had a great time. You guys are good guys.